This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Mushroom Cups. These guys infused coffee with mushrooms, and the result is quite remarkable. I I did the Go Sharp kind this morning, and I feel no jitters, and I've been running around all morning with no coffee crash from a single packet. Check out their website and learn more about the mushrooms that they're using and the process behind it. Go to mushroomcups.com and use code NOMEAT10 to save 10% at checkout. That's mushroomcups.com and use code NOMEAT10. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington D.C. and you're listening to Nomi Athlete Radio. Talk. I'm waiting for your uh, for your sleigh bells. One of your classic holiday. <laughs> I was just. That's so funny. I was just thinking to myself. I wish. <laughs> I wish I had pulled up some sleigh bells. Oh well, man, that's I'm, okay. I'm really blowing it this year. That's all right. It's a. Uh... It's a new era, maybe. I'm not doing sounds anymore. <laughs> We're getting time to get serious about this podcast. <laughs> yeah. No sleigh bells, no uh, foghorn when the. That's when right, you're no cruise ship the... going. I'm sure we've done mm-hmm. many other noises as well. Always at the start of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is our holiday episode. Uh, I think it's the best episode of the year, perhaps. This is. Uh, mm-hmm. we, did a, we did a little gift guide earlier, but. Uh, this time we're doing a little something different. We're going to answer some FAQs related to the holidays because yep. we've kind of we've kind of said our holiday piece a lot of times now, and I think I think we'll end up saying a lot of it again during the FAQs. But that's good because I like it. But it's a new way of doing it. Uh, first, though, I have an update that I think is interesting. Remember, oh. years ago, two or three years ago, we talked about the Netflix movie, uh, The Christmas Prince, I think. Yep. And because because I like Christmas movies, that's one of my one of my goofy things. And right, you know, we'll always make that joke. Uh, but we were talking about the Christmas Prince one, which is pretty decent. Decent. I mean, it fits the mold perfectly for a Christmas movie. Netflix made it made it, and they tweeted something about to the thirty two people who've downloaded who've watched the movie. Well, I don't know what was it, eight eight times or more. Uh, <laughs> who hurt you or something? They wrote in their in their tweet. <laughs> and, I think you don't. <laughs> and that was you, right? I hadn't watched it eight times, but I had watched it one or two. Uh, anyway, my daughter seems to be carrying on the, the tradition of mine, or I seem to have given her the gene or whatever it is for watching these movies. So she watches these <laughs> Netflix Christmas ones. So they now have three. This is now a trilogy, this this uh, Christmas Prince series. So obviously they're very popular. And in this third one, which just came out this year, they have a baby at the end of it. It's, it's I don't know if mm. the name, maybe the royal baby or something. But anyway, they have a baby, and... My daughter's really into this whole, you know, Christmas. So she watched this on her own, and uh, she got to the end, and they have the baby, and they named the baby, and it's her name, which is crazy because her name is one of the least common names of, of a girl I know. Uh, we didn't know wow. anyone who had it when we named it, and we just or named her. And uh, and I've you know I met two people who have that name, but it's, it's very rare. So I've, I've said the name <laughs> a lot of times. No no cliffhanger. Her name's Ellery, and uh, I think it's spelled differently or something. She said. But I thought uh, that was interesting. I mean, that 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 just speaks to my ability to uh, be a trendsetter <laughs> and you know <laughs> see what's going to be cool in the next few years. Or maybe, or maybe they tracked down the thirty-two people who watched it eight times <laughs> and, and did some stalking of them. And they were <laughs> like, "We're awesome. gonna we're gonna drop a little gem in for for those people." <laughs> or, or maybe maybe they're anime radio fans and they know how much oh. I like Christmas movies. And they hey, just, shout they out just to the that. to Netflix the writers of. Christmas Prince or whatever it's called. Yes, who hurt you is what I would I would say if you're listening to. <laughs> <the radio. laughs> 
Uh, well, that's fun. I bet that was a nice little Christmas treat for her. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm, we're going to watch it when I get back, uh, which should be pretty soon from, from being away with my son. Um, mm-hmm. So that will be good. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to just... Because I haven't watched any Christmas movies this year. Not once. I've been in Spain and just... They, they have a whole Christmas stuff here, but not really the movies so much. I guess I could pull them up on whatever, Hulu or something, but I have not done that. Um, I am, however, drinking a, a holiday beer, Doug. Are you guessing it with, at 10 a.m. you're not doing that yet? Oh, yeah. 10 a.m. I'm not, not holiday beering it. I'm drinking no. a Mushroom Cups coffee. Shout out ah, to the sponsor. Way to go. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've, I've been breaking out the holiday beers for sure. Mm-hmm. Which, um, which one? Yeah, so, I mean, so I've been doing, you know, I always, I always poo-poo, um, on Highland Gate or Highlands, um, yeah, Cold Mountain, yep, it which is like the you know the beer that everybody goes crazy for around Asheville around the holiday season, um, like they sell out you know everywhere right. immediately kind of thing, right? And it's uh, not that good. We both have and said it's, it's it's just not, it's not that good. But right. I've noticed that a lot of places this year have it on draft, and I've quite uh, enjoyed it. I've I've yeah. had it you know several times now, and it's I'm like I'm like okay, you know this is a, like you know just drink one and. It's a yeah. nice little treat. No big, no big ordeal. No door busters to go get it or anything. You just, yeah, you just have it at a bar, and then the expectations lower. That, go at the that bar makes sense and... to me. Yeah, and, like and so I've, I've quite and quite enjoyed it in that setting. Uh, and then, of course, like I, you know, I'm always a fan of the Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale. It's you know, you can get it anywhere. And yep, but it's it's a you know, it's a it's a nice little holiday IPA because it doesn't actually taste like that holiday e. No, it's not holiday e at all. It's just it's just what they do. I guess you know, I think it's uh Ah, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I think they get fresh hops for that one, and I think they get them from the other hemisphere. Because mm. it's not. I I might be totally wrong about that actually, but I, for some reason I think I remember that. Um, speaking of Sierra Nevada, though, the beer that I got before I went to Spain and, and told my wife to bring it up when we meet, because we're gonna meet it. Uh, we're, we're gonna get you know, family vacation back back at uh, my dad's place. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I picked out some beers and said, "Bring these up with you," and. I, Sierra Nevada makes the uh, the Christmas jam ale, which you will remember yeah. Doug, from I think our original holiday episode. Mm-hmm. I had a big that's right. On spot Got that to enjoy it together. Yes. Uh-huh. So that is uh, that's you know if I have a holiday beer tradition, that is it, and uh, picked out a few of those. But I'm excited to announce that I have a new holiday drink this year, Doug. Oh, let's hear it. What is it? It is vermouth, which I think is going to sound like a surprise, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I discovered this when I was in Spain over the summer last year. Uh-huh. And it's something that used to be really big here, I think in the maybe 40s and 50s. And it was like what everyone drank at noon as an aperitif or something. Okay. Uh, and then it went out, and now it's kind of making a comeback in like this new kind of craft artisan form. Uh, but anyway, it tastes nothing like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what vermouth really tastes like. I just knew that I never liked martinis or anything like that. Yeah. Was, um, yeah. I think of vermouth as being like a little add on to. Yeah. And so like this little, is, you just drop a couple drops in there, right? Right. I, th- I think, I don't really know, but I think, I think typically yeah, you, you do gin or vodka maybe. Is that what's in a martini? I don't even know. And then you add a little bit of vermouth, but here, so there's a great vermouth place near where we're staying and they do it the opposite. They do mostly vermouth with a few drops, drops of the gin. Hmm. But anyway. Um, the vermouth by itself is really good. If you get the red kind or the, I guess it's, they call it negro here, so it's black. Um, it, it's red wine that has basically been macerated with spices or something, and then it just sits longer. Hmm. Uh, and it tastes like, like to me, it tastes like cola, but not as sweet. So it's like it's just a really nice, pleasant drink. And uh, 
for me, seems like a perfect holiday drink. So I'm I'm quite excited to bring some of that back. And, Do you drink uh, it like warm? No, you put ice cube in it. Usually there's an olive and a and a, like a quarter of an orange slice in there. How interesting. Yeah, and that I'm is not. I'm, I'm not at all like a, a hard liquor drinker. I just don't like the taste of. I don't do. I don't like whiskey or anything like that. So it's mm-hmm. it's really very mild tasting. Like I said, kind of like cola, uh, and it's it is quite pleasant. So I'm how I'm much expanding my horizons. It, the ones that I've had are like fifteen percent, which is not even more than you know a big wine, wine would be. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. How interesting. Well, that sounds know. you know worth a I shot. <laughs> I'll have to, we'll have to turn down a glass together sometime. Okay, so is that what you're drinking right now, or are you actually drinking a beer? No, I have I have a Spanish uh, beer that I believe I believe is holiday themed, but I'm not sure. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll bring bring back a bottle of vermouth and or figure out where you can buy it around here. Yeah. The good stuff. I will do that. Yeah, maybe we'll start an Asheville vermouthery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. No meat vermouthery. There we go. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So, holiday episode. We got a bunch of questions. We put out a little. I put out a little video on Instagram and asked for your holiday questions, and several people responded with some with some good ones. Some that you know, kind of addressing some of the issues that that we hear from people regularly around the holidays, and ones we we tried to cover, but you know, they just keep coming up. So we know that either people just aren't listening to our old episodes, or that or they haven't found the solution yet. So. Yeah. Um, so There's one question that has never been asked before. <laughs> there is. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Uh, and we'll get to that one too. But um, yeah, no, I, I, this, I think this will be a fun way to mix up our holiday extravaganza. Yes. Especially since we already did gifts and all that kind of stuff. I guess I should yeah. say, so is there, any, is there any like one thing you're doing this year that you're just really excited about for the holidays? No, I Good really don't spot. have I really don't have anything this year Be- because of this this soccer thing we're doing in Spain. Uh, it's just been I don't know that that's been our whole focus is how do we yeah manage all that. So we we haven't done anything new. We're gonna, like I said we're going to be with my family, so that'd be nice. We've been in Asheville for a few years in a row now, so it will be nice to uh, be with with my family and uh, my wife's as well because they're also from up there. So that's the only new thing. Nothing nothing special. I haven't hadn't put a lot of thought in, but I'm sure I'll, we'll do something good and I'll I will I'll give an update around New Year's. Yeah. So people can use it. I will say this is so for me the exciting thing is, you know, kid related which mm-hmm. is boring for most people I'm sure. But uh, you know, Eliza seems really into Christmas this year, like picking out gifts for her for other people and, you know, Santa and all that stuff and so I, I think that that's been, that's gonna be kinda of fun this year. She's actually kinda of getting that it's not just some day that she's waking up and she's getting a bunch of toys, but uh, you know, there's there's more to it than that. Yeah. I, I mean that's of course, right? That's one of the great things about having kids, that, that kind of fun stuff. So that is good. Uh, I have enjoyed those years for sure, and I think think you will have fun. Yeah. All right. All right, All right should we kick it off? You just want to run down the list here? Or? Yeah, they're pretty, these are quick questions. They're not, not long involved things, so we'll give quick answers as well. Uh, and just run through them. So first one, Ryan right. Dogman says, favorite recipe. Ryan Dogman. Favorite recipe, just <laughs> short and simple. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, so my favorite recipe, I don't, I have never really done like the big Christmas dinner thing. I don't know. My, my family just never did that. We always did Thanksgiving, but we never did like Christmas dinner as this huge thing. So mm-hmm. I don't even know what is the traditional thing. I mean, I suppose you could do those holiday roasts. I'm sure that would work perfectly well. 
uh, those vegan ones, obviously. Um, the first thing that came to mind, though, with this one, was the one that I made when I cut the tip of my thumb off. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, like, I think probably four years ago now. Um, it's a recipe from Chloe Coscarelli's Vegan Italian Kitchen Book. And it is, I don't even know if it's meant to be holiday, but it just looks like a holiday recipe, and it and it seems like one, so I made it. Um, it's these little crostini that have a white bean spread and pomegranate seeds, which are very colorful, and yep. mint chopped up on top. And it's very simple, easy to make. It's basically hummus spread on, on toasted crostini and then garnished with, with uh, pomegranate seeds and mint. Very festive, though, and, uh, you know, it was good good with a nice little glass of, uh, uh, what's it called? Moscato, Italian Italian wine. Uh I found that mm-hmm. enjoyable. And that year I didn't because I cut my finger off and then had to go to the hospital. So uh, <laughs> not not my favorite memories, but that's a really good one. And uh, you can I, I Googled quickly to see if you could find it online. It seems like you can. There, you, know, you can go on Google Books and do the old look, look on page 150 or something in Google Books, and I think that <laughs> might be included. Or you can actually buy her book and support her for making a good recipe. Yeah. You know, I actually, that was one of the ones that came to mind when I read this question too because ever since that episode when you chopped your finger off mm-hmm. uh we've made it for holidays and for parties and stuff like that and it's, it's delicious so it's actually one of my favorite holiday themed recipes as well there you go i also used um, to make uh, a butternut squash risotto that there's a recipe mm. on homemade athlete for it's the recipe i'm guessing is from a vegetarian non-vegan era uh but it would not be too hard to to veganize i don't know if i've actually done it vegan i think i probably have uh it's been a long time since i had it so i don't know uh anyway Butternut squash, those sort of things. I don't know. You add some, you fresh grate some nutmeg on top of there, which is much different from like baking dried nutmeg. Uh, yeah, and it just takes on a very holiday like flavor. So that's another idea. We make butternut squash soda all the time. Really? Not the Nomad Athlete recipe, but yeah, we make it during the winter. I mean, we probably made it since fall star. We probably made it four or five times now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's probably more of a fall recipe than a, I just love than it. a winter one. But yeah, it is delicious. Yeah, kids love it too. Um, all right, so I'm actually, to answer this question, aside from the one from sealing your answer, I'm going to skip ahead to uh, favorite Christmas morning breakfast, because okay. that's actually, breakfast is the big meal in my family. We do like uh, just a really big Christmas breakfast. Mm-hmm. So we'll wake up and we'll do like stockings or whatever, and then pause for a couple hours as we eat this big breakfast and then go back and finish gifts. Right. Uh, and that's the way I've always done it, and that's the way... By golly, I'm going to do it now because I hate change. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, so breakfast is, is always really big. And that changed, of course, um, when I went vegan because growing up, it was always like an egg and sausage casserole and yep. all this stuff like that. Um, so what we have done instead recently is we actually, well, we found a vegan egg and sausage casserole uh, that, um, you know, like vegan egg substitute and, you know, vegan sausage um, and that's actually pretty good. But what I like even better is uh, we do an Oshi Glow's um, quiche, vegan quiche, mm-hmm. that is uh, like sun-dried tomato, mushroom, spinach, tofu quiche. And it is really freaking good. Uh, and that is like one of my favorite um, Christmas morning traditions as of the past couple of years. So if you just Googled Oshi Glow's spinach, tofu quiche, then uh, then it would come up and... Highly recommended. Very tasty. Um, cool. Yeah, and then we do grits. We also do oh, yeah? grits in my family. And uh, and that's obviously pretty easy to veganize if you just throw in some vegan butter. Um, 
Yeah. What what's the what is the liquid in Grizz? Is it is it milk usually? Uh we just use water, but I think you can do milk. I don't even know. I mean maybe maybe in the best recipes the kind of the the corn creates the creaminess, right? Without the Yeah. Without right, water. Right. I don't know. But I don't yeah, think I've ever tried Grizz at home, but that seems like an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Good good southern thing. Yeah. Um I like I really like the idea of of Christmas morning breakfast. I we mm. did not really ever do that as a kid. It was not just wasn't something wasn't part of it. Like I said, I don't know, just didn't really do a whole lot of food on Christmas as a special thing. We'd go over to my grandparents' house and they'd have stuff, but we never made anything. But when I became an adult, moved into my own place, I started doing something like what you said. I found an Emerald Lagasse recipe. This is several years before I was vegetarian even. Uh, and it was full of uh, three different kinds of hams and sausages and things and eggs and all that. Uh, but it, I really came to enjoy the like the prepping of that on Christmas Eve, so that I like chopping all the stuff up and getting up a little bit ahead of everybody else to get it in the oven, and then the house starts to smell like it. And it just I I started to love that whole thing, and and that really got me to start like I just like cooking and baking around the holidays. I think it's really nice. Um, so I did something similar to you, which is that I stopped doing that, obviously. And I started making a Spanish tortilla, which is like a potato, mm. traditionally potato and egg, but you can do easy, easily make a vegan with uh, potato and uh, garbanzo bean flour. There is a good recipe on a site. They now have an English version of the site, which is cool because I used to only use the Spanish one. Uh, it's called, if you, if you Google simple vegan blog, I think it's simplevegan.blog.com, um, Spanish tortilla, you will find the recipe, and it's one that is very good. It's, you know, just good savory breakfast. It smells like The house smells like onions and potatoes and all that stuff. Uh, so I really enjoyed that one. And then also last year I started making beignets, and my daughter and I did this together. We loved it. Found a vegan recipe on kqed.com was the site. Uh, Doing that again. I practiced it once sometime around Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving, uh, like a month ago. <laughs> um, yeah, we did a dry run, and uh, turned out well again. You have to use vegan powdered sugar or make your own. Uh, simple to do. Just get get you know turbinado sugar or something and throw it in a blend deck, and you get something very close to you know the store bought uh, powdered sugar. Um, you got to do the deep frying thing where you use all the oil and you fill up several inches in a pan, which that's kind of annoying. But uh, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I really like that. It's just they turn out really well, surprisingly well, and uh, that's been that's been for one year my holiday tradition, and it, it was so good that we're gonna do it for I'm sure many years. Cool. That's fun. Definitely. That's that's a little the beignets are a little ambitious. Frying beignets are a little ambitious for my household, <laughs> yeah. I think. It's really but, simple. Uh, I mean you make the dough it, it, not hard, but you're right. You get they get the whole oil mess and all that and you need hard to, enough that you had to practice. <laughs> that that it was an excuse to eat <laughs> beignets one day is what it was. Okay. Practice. <laughs> Can you air fry it? Yes. The, I, as I was Googling to find this recipe again, uh, Kathy Hester, who's a friend of mine. Um, she has several cookbooks, but she has a, a, an air fried vegan beignets recipe, which I have not tried, uh, but they look like they're good. So who knows? <laughs> okay. We are really at a snail's pace here going through these questions. So <laughs> okay, we'll go faster. Uh, all right, let's go on to another food one and then we'll maybe move away from some of the favorite food things. Uh, Margie says I can cook something vegan for everyone, but don't have much time to do a lot. What would you recommend I focus on? So I guess she means like dinner, right? If you're talking mm-hmm. about everyone, I guess it could be lunch. Um, yeah, contributing to the big Christmas dinner. If you could yeah, just only no do one thing and don't have a ton of time, what would you do? 
if it has to be the main thing, I would I just get one of those vegan roasts. Get get the, we had the one for Thanksgiving yeah. that had the flaky crust around it from Field Roast, and that was delicious. There's other ones that have like I don't know pomegranate seeds or berries or things inside of them, and I guess maybe that's more holiday like. Um, but that's that's gonna be something that unless people were totally grossed out by the idea of eating seitan or something that's like meat but isn't meat, which I guess some people are still hesitant to do that. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it just it tastes good no matter what. So that's that's easy uh, and does not take any time at all other than the two hours. Don't forget to th- defrost it 24 hours ahead of time, but uh, you just stick it in the oven and then it's done. So that's a simple one. If you, The things we mentioned before, though, have been, you know, like the little appetizer thing. That's that's if, if you don't need a full meal, uh, do the crostini with the with the bean spread and mint and pomegranate. That's a simple thing that people like. Yeah. So. Um, I, you know, a vegetable yeah. roast, like a bunch of vegetables, that's super easy. Just chop them up and yep. season them and put them in the oven. And then, like, you know, it, depending on what it is, you know, something like the quiche, it, uh, or depending on the time of day, something like the quiche you can you can make ahead of time and yeah. put it in the fridge for a day or two and then, you know, and then kind of cook it. Um, yes. Yeah. But I'm always a fan of uh, just roasted vegetables. You can throw in, like, a chickpea or something like that to add a little bit of protein, but. Get beets, you know, add a little red flavoring, red coloring to uh, make go. it holiday themed. Nothing more holiday like than beets, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says ho 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 like a no, even bowl of beets. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All uh, right, on to the next. Uh, th- I mean, there's several that are kind of about how do you how do you handle it as far as the. So let, let's knock out a bunch of those at one time, and then we'll move on to something that are more like running. Here's a fun one, the one that has never come up before. Plant-Based Gangster says, shirts are overrated. What's your thoughts on foregoing a shirt at the holiday party? <laughs> Doug, your profile picture in our in our Slack channel for a long time was was a shirtless Doug. Uh, I know. You know, all right, so I, I, have to, I have to say, so Plant-Based Gangster is uh, is Michael, who's a team member. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think that's what he's referring to, because he, uh, he always loves to... Loves to bring up that that, that old profile ah, picture okay. from Perfect. Slack. So so he, you know I, you know I, I kind of lean into the whole I, you know I don't know like wearing shirts thing. So you well, know I think uh, it, I think they are picture. overrated take, at the Christmas party. Right? You know I why think not? Be a hit. If you did it, made that your new picture, that'd be a hit. Hey, we have a team <laughs> gathering coming up. That you could do it then. <laughs> I could yeah. If I can just get some like thing. Santa some Santa shorts or something and. Oh my gosh! Perfect. <laughs> eat some beets and you're all set or like uh like uh elf pants and elf shoes and an elf hat <laughs> but then no shirt <laughs> and then everyone can come sit on your lap at the, at the team gathering that would be like <laughs> santa yeah, that, oh no That's okay all right we're done right, anyway okay. okay uh so someone <laughs> said all right now let's just knock out a few ones uh as as of ad as of adil i don't know 21 how do you handle holiday gatherings when people don't understand your food lifestyle that's one related is what do you do if there's literally nothing to eat at my southern christmas that one's from dmde ford 15 and then mm-hmm. uh samantha samantha btiu how to celebrate the holidays while some of your family are plant curious i like that one because that's like a little bit more positive right that is more positive that would be like here's your opportunity to to help someone yeah you know, see that this is pretty fun and easy, and it's not doesn't ruin your holidays by any means. Um, I mean, if you so, let's let's the, the negative ones. Let's let's get those out of the way. They're they're not hard. Um, 
they're kind of the same, right? If people don't understand your lifestyle and the same as there's nothing for you to eat, you eat ahead of time. It's just like, I just got used to doing that for a while, which was just like, mm-hmm. if you don't know if there's going to be anything for you vegan at this party or dinner or whatever, then just eat your own super healthy thing ahead of time and then go and focus on being social and talking and all that. And this food is an afterthought. And then you eat rolls or whatever there is. And I don't know, just say you're, say you're not hungry. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe that'd be a little rude or I mean and honestly if, if there's nothing for you to ve- eat vegan at your holiday dinner then maybe don't go to the dinner like I'm just saying you can't go and and I think you know it won't be the first or last time that you that you you know make a slight change to your plans based on food um, right but I think most times you know you talk to the person you offer to bring your own dish you make a dish that yeah. people will like that isn't too much of a weird vegan thing um I don't know. I mean, the, all the all the standard tips. I get that I'm making it maybe seem easier than it is, and I totally understand that there are people who have really tough situations. Um, so I'm not trying to make light of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those that really that that is it. Call find out ahead of time what if if they're willing to accommodate, or instead of even finding out if they're willing, just offer to bring something and make sure it's known ahead of time. Don't go in like surprise. I'm vegan and I, I can't eat anything at your dinner party. Sorry, that that would be weird. So yeah, but if you if you bring you know if you can bring your own like main dish, then that's great. You know, something like what we talked about, we've mentioned before. Um, or, you know, if, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, like if someone's cooking a big thing for you, like bring an appetizer because everyone always appreciates an appetizer. Right. Like, and so many appetizers you know, don't have meat in them anyway or cheese and it wouldn't even yeah, be weird that then, it's vegan. Right. People wouldn't even know, notice, you know, I think. And then you can actually get something to eat, Right. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable contributing something bigger. But, and then for the Southern one, uh, you know, try something like grits or some sort of food that's uh, really common, a Southern dish, and just veganize it if you can, uh, if you can cook something and bring it. Uh, and then, you know, you can make it known or or not make it known and just, you know, kind of focus on that dish. Yeah. And, um, and people probably won't even notice. And then, I mean, if people just, if back to the first one, if people are just really negative about the whole lifestyle or whatever, then, I mean, we have several episodes about that, right? How to, how to not be the vegan at the dinner party joke or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the title of that episode was. But our whole thing is just kind of be cool. And, and I don't use the holidays as your opportunity to get up on a soapbox and, and change everyone by convincing them that this is right and they are wrong. Uh, right. Just definitely not the time to do that. It, it, to me, would that would ruin a lot of holidays. So, uh, you know, th- those times, I laugh things off and just... Just kind of try to make an impression on how cool this vegan is instead of instead of someone saying, wow, that's that's the same militant vegan I always expected, and that's why I don't like vegans. So, I don't know. Right. Just just being cool is the way to do it. Yeah. So about the uh, the one, the more positive one, mm-hmm. where they have family members who are playing curious, because I think that this is this is actually pretty cool, and I think this is a growing kind of phenomenon, Definitely. right, where you're you're going to your holiday meal, and you have a sister or brother or in-law or cousin or whatever that uh you know is maybe maybe flirting with the idea of going vegetarian or vegan and and this is kind of a good opportunity to highlight uh how cool and nice it can be yeah totally i mean same things apply right make something that's that's as good as you can i I like when people are Mm -hmm. plant curious who are either coming over or who i'm going out with or whatever because i just tend to do a little extra and you Mm -hmm. know you just try to make something that is good um I also in that situation try to exemplify that it's not hard and it's you know can be fun uh, and the food can be delicious. I don't know. I just try to try to demonstrate those things. I also like. I think people disagree on this one. I mean, certainly people disagree, and I know people disagree with me sometimes. But like, 
if, if someone is just plant curious and they're not ready to say, I'm going to have a vegan Christmas dinner, uh, so they're going to eat some plant food and some meat still, I just kind of tend to like talk about whole foods versus processed. And we all agree that, you know, whole foods are good and processed are bad. Even people who eat meat agree with that. Uh, I just kind of find that common ground and talk about how, you know, there's lots of health benefits to eating eating 80 or 90% plants. Uh, and that, like, you don't have to do it overnight. I don't know. I just, I just like to try to find that common ground instead of saying, you know, your next step is go all the way and let's, let's start tonight or whatever. I'm, you know, definitely not doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's wise, but you know, but have fun with it and, and have fun with the food that you're kind of preparing for them or helping to prepare. And, uh, I don't know that in that situation, you know, I understand like if, if everyone's being negative around you, then you you're just kind of getting through it and not really focusing on your diet differences is the way to go. But if, if someone's like into it, then kind of lean in and talk about it and don't be afraid to. Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. And we, by the way, sure we haven't hit on, we haven't talked about like how many different vegan junk food products are now on the market. Um, mm. And as much as we, you know, we, we do we joke about this every a lot. week, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. always talk about them and we, and we <laughs> speak fondly about them because they are fun for sure. Uh, neither of us eats them all that often, and I don't think that you should eat them all that often. Uh, but I mean, you can, whatever you need to bring to the, your holiday party or make it seem fun for this plant curious family member, like there's cheeses. I mentioned all these different roasts. There's all, every kind of meat you can imagine now has a vegan version. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. So, you know, we're, we're giving ideas that are perhaps fairly non-creative, uh, whereas you could, you could find anything you want and, and make a vegan version of it these days so totally if, yeah. if you're curious and willing to do that i mean you can yeah you can do pretty vegan i mean if you can do a vegan egg and sausage casserole then you can do yeah. a vegan right. anything <laughs> right all right so before we move on to uh some other thing themes and questions actually we're going to go into some running up running questions it'll be fun mm-hmm. um let's take a second to to thank our sponsor mushroom cups so this episode of nomad athlete radio is brought to you by mushroom cups and matt I know you're drinking a beer right now because it's evening where you are, but it's still morning for me, and I am enjoying a, a cup of uh, Go Fresh Mushroom Cups right now. Yeah. Well, I love coffee as well, dog. I need a cup every single day. I, I'm, I'm willing to admit I need a cup every single day. Um, mm. your, family, your family's all healed up? <laughs> they are. Everybody is, is healthy at the moment, um, I think. So knock on wood. But still thanks, drinking that Go Fresh. Go Fresh. mushroom cups infuses high quality organic coffee with the functional benefits of mushrooms to deliver extended focus and clean energy without the jitters and crash effect of regular coffee you can go sharp with chanterelle and cordyceps giving you an extra mushroom power when you need to stay on your goal for hours or you can go fresh with chanterelle and chaga which is energizing and great for long-term immune system support that's right. This product is organic, it's vegan, with no additives or sugars, and it comes in eco-friendly, fully recyclable packaging. And Katie always asked me if it, because she doesn't like mushrooms, so, you know, when I was drinking it, and she actually doesn't drink much coffee either, but she's like, how mushroomy tasty is it? And it's really not. I mean, you, you, it tastes like coffee, right? It tastes maybe slightly different, but... Yeah. Ma- I mean, there are plenty of earthy, there are plenty of coffees that have an earthy flavored taste, and I'd say it just, it just tastes like a, like a coffee. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it tastes great. So if you want to learn more and we'll shop, go to mushroomcups.com or on Amazon. You can find it there. Uh, to, and to save 10%, they're offering something very special to the Nomad Athlete audience. Save 10% at mushroomcups.com or on Amazon by using code NOMEAT10 at checkout. That's mushroomcups.com and use code NOMEAT10 at checkout to save 10%.
All right, Doug. That's enough food talk for now. We're shifting to running, which is the other half of Nomad Athlete. At least it was the other half of Nomad Athlete. Now, now we do a lot more than just running these days, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, but these seem to be mostly about running, so maybe there are some old schoolers here. Uh, <laughs> Carrie Schaffer or Schaefer wants to know any training tips for the winter season, any favorite cold weather gear. So, Doug, you are, you're the bigger runner these days for sure, so you probably have many more tips than I do. I will just start by saying my favorite one is uh, one that – forgot his last name completely. Gordon, the guy from uh, Ultra, one of the co-founders. Do you remember mm-hmm. his last name? Uh, no. It's not Bombay. That's the uh, Mighty Ducks head coach, so it's certainly not not that one. Gordon. Oh, but man. Gordon. It's going to come to me in just a minute. Yeah. Anyway, he, he said a great tip in some kind of talk or something that we were at when we were at, when, we, when you and I, Doug, were at Runner's World HQ. Uh-huh. Uh, and he said that the very best way Gold. to... Golden, that's right. Golden Harper. Yeah. Golden Harper, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Not, not Gordon Bombay, not Gordon. Not any Gordon. <laughs> Golden Harper. Uh, said, said the very best way to, uh, to I guess, stay warm or be comfortable for a for a cold weather run uh, is to be, be freezing for the first 10 minutes of that run. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not, then you're overdressed, and then at 20 minutes in or something like that, you're going to just be completely overhe- overheated, overdressed, and then you don't have anywhere to discard your clothes, uh, or there's, you're dressed in layers, and there's no good way to do it. Um, so I, I love that one. It's just you, you kind of just have to suffer through those first ten minutes, and then your body warms up. You can also warm yourself up in the house if if that works better for you, and that if you've got the time to do that for like a cold morning winter run. Yep. Uh, just put put on what you need, but not more, and then get, or maybe maybe warm yourself up first, and then put some put some some warm weather gear on that just feels like just enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, that's, that's the big thing of with cold weather running is right. It's just like trying to be comfortable because if you dress too, too much, then you're uncomfortable for most of the run. You know, even if, if you dress to where you're comfortable for the first 10 minutes, then you're uncomfortable for the rest of the run. And uh, mm-hmm. if you dress to where you're cold for the first 10 minutes, then it's hard to get out there and it's, you know, just kind of uncomfortable. But um, I mean, that, that's, that's the key to cold weather running. There's no reason why you can't run in the cold. You know, I mean, maybe in, if it's like, way wicked cold and you're sick or something like that but you know there's no reason why you should yeah. have to change your your running training and routine and stuff uh, just because of the cold but i do have a couple tips um wind is always a big factor right so if you can have a thin windbreaker that's not keeping in that much warmth but is blocking the wind then that uh can can be really helpful so my favorite is the patagonia houdini for that reason it's just like super thin and lightweight it hardly traps in any warmth at all it doesn't it's not really waterproof it kind of seems like a useless jacket except in the wind um and uh and that makes a big difference uh i also really like headgear and buffs are kind of my favorite thing um which is not like a hat it's like one of those gator type things um and i like it because you can uh put it around your neck or on your ears or if you get hot you can take it off and wrap it around your uh, your wrist and, um, mm-hmm. and then you're good there. Um, the uncomfortable first 10 minutes of standing out there, maybe five minutes while your GPS is, uh, is calibrating, <laughs> put it outside or put it in the window and then, uh, and then go outside, you know, and then go back inside or get in your car for a minute, um, mm-hmm. and then do it. And then, um, you know, for snow and ice, uh, yak tracks are good. If you're, um, if you have an old pair of shoes that you can, put some screws into if you just if you google screw shoes screw running shoes then um there's some instructions there 
I've, I've done that before, um, for a couple of races and, uh, you know, and then, I mean, the point you, you just want to try to make sure you don't have to worry about traction because there's nothing fun about tiptoeing around ice and stuff like that. Right. Um, that's the worst. Yeah. And, and you might get hurt. So, and then like, as far as uh, warming up your body and your muscles, you probably do want to be a little bit more careful than just kind of running out the door without doing any sort of warm up when it's 20 degrees outside. Uh, mm-hmm. so kind of warming up your muscles, like you were talking about doing like a pre, a pre run warm up routine, doing the, you know, some, the lunge matrix or doing some sort something that's kind of, uh, warming up your legs before going out is, is good. And then just my rule of thumb, as far as cold weather goes, uh, and this is something that everybody has to, um, has to kind of figure out for themselves. But, um, mine is that if it's below 38 degrees, I wear my three quarter length tights, which my Capri tights, which I'm not afraid to admit that I love. Um, (laughs) and then if it's below 30, I'll wear full length tights. Uh, and I will wear, and it's kind of, it's similar. So around, so I'm wearing long sleeves. Yeah. Anything below like I don't know. I'm kind of a wimp with long sleeves. Uh, so like anything below 45, probably I'm wearing long sleeves. Um, but I'll wear a jacket if it's, if it's below 35, like just a real thin, like that windbreaker type thing. And then mm-hmm. if it's super cold, if it's, you know, in the twenties or something like that, then I'll wear something a little heavier and I always wear gloves. You don't, I mean, we talk a lot about like with ultra running and even run, marathon running, knowing what you're going to eat, tracking it, you know, paying attention, keeping records. I never thought about doing that with the, with the weather, but, uh, that's probably even more constant than, uh, than the food stuff is. Whereas mm-hmm. if you just look at what the, what the wind chill factor is or whatever, you know, find some number, whether it's temperature or wind chill or whatever. Uh, and then the really no reason you couldn't keep in a running log, what, uh, what you were and how, how comfortable you were. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think, you know, and that also helps with the kind of anxiety around going out in the cold. If you're, if you're confident that you're going to have the right stuff, um, right you know, and that, you know, that you're not going to be too hot or too cold once you get out there. Uh, it just, it just makes the whole experience a, a lot better. So I kind of have those, those set rules, obviously, like if it's raining or drizzling or something like that and it's 35, then that's a little bit different, but, um, yeah. Right. Cool. Good. All right. Next one is certainly for you, uh, from volcanoes and fireweed. Is this one of your <laughs> friends, Doug? <laughs> it's my sister actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Figured. <laughs> what should I get for my favorite trail runner for Christmas? So that's talking about you. So this is your chance though, to, to <laughs> say what you want. Nothing too valuable. Nothing too expensive here. I know. I know. So, all right. No, I mean, there is nothing too expensive. This is your chance. Oh, you oh, oh. You want. <laughs> I would like, <laughs> I would like entry, a one-way ticket or, or round-trip ticket to UTMB next year. Um, oh, here we go. You talked about that as a good Christmas gift, right? A dream a race good, entry. Uh, yeah. That's right. Wow. No, um, <laughs> I, I so I, I thought about this uh, both from my own personal perspective because I noticed my sister asking it. So what does she want to hear? But um, or what do I want her to hear? But uh, I will say so. This my favorite thing right now. My favorite piece of gear right now that I that I own. So I don't need this, Rebecca. <laughs> um, is uh, is the Vaporcar waist belt from um, from Nathan. And it is a, it is not the old school style waist belt that everyone wore marathons in in the early 2000s, um, where you have like four little bottles going around. It, waist belts have come a really, really long way. 
Did you wear one of those? Yeah, they're, they're, they're terrible. They would ride up and they'd mess up your mm-hmm. shirt would come untucked or something. They were, just, they were awful. They would bounce up and down. Just, yeah. just not good. You'd get chafing everywhere. Awful. Yeah, those have, those have come just such a long way. But the Vapor Car uh, belt, it's like it's, it nestles very tightly around you. Uh, it has like a single large um, soft flask bottle that uh, doesn't do a lot of like splashing or anything like that. It kind of rests in the back. There's enough room for a phone and some uh, thin gloves or uh, nutrition or whatever. I think the the new one even has like a place you could put your hiking poles if you wanted to do that. Uh, Anyway, I think it's an awesome belt. Um, I use it for anything that's not super long these days. Um, Anything that I need to carry water for, but uh, is less than like two hours, two and a half hours, something like that. I'm I'm just kind of carrying this and uh, I'm just a huge fan of it. So if I was going to get a piece of equipment for a trail runner, then that's what I would get. But for my sister, <laughs> um, uh, socks, you know, and as lame as that is, you know, runners always need more like socks. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the, of the Bomba socks, um, that ha- was an, yep. an old sponsor, but I just really love the socks. The like really tall ones. I, you know, I never have enough of them and I always have to get more. <laughs> And then not only that, Doug, they didn't put this in the ads for our podcast when they did them, I don't think, but I saw their ads on TV and they said they donated a pair for every pair that's bought. Are you oh. aware of that? I did not know that, no. Well, don't hold us there to that one, but, uh, but probably do. Bombus, getting getting extra shout outs. The product is uh, so look good. At that. Look at the value of advertising on Nomadathy Radio. Just just keeps paying dividends. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, are we done? No, there was one more, Doug, about... Uh, this one also kind of for you, about uh, the 12 months of running challenges that you, very popular post that you wrote years That's ago right. now, maybe, maybe two years ago, um, has picked up a ton of search mm-hmm. traffic over time and has just been a popular one. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know, did we actually do that one? Did we do a Facebook thing along with it or did you just post the post and say, here's what I'm doing and you feel free to do it with me? Yeah, we did, uh, we did some some social media kind of every month we'd announce the challenge and follow up with people. And, and I know that some people did went along with it. I'm not sure exactly how many, but uh, some people did and, and I did most of them. And, um, and then we actually, the next year we did another one that was kind of more encompassing of other sports as well, or kind of other lifestyle changes. Um, and then I think the next year we did one that wasn't related running related at all, but just all lifestyle stuff. Uh, so I think we've done three of them now. Um, and maybe we should resurrect the running one. Maybe I should. Uh, maybe I should revisit it, update it a little bit, and we could do that another challenge like that. That'd be kind of fun if people are interested in it. Good. I like it. Are you willing to go on record and saying it's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> done. Why don't we say consider listen, it done. The, listen, the blog post is there. You can always go find the blog post and do it at your own pace. Maybe there will be some sort of social component to it. There you go. I like that. <laughs> I like that better. Okay. All right, good. Um, yeah, but no, I'm glad. I'm glad somebody asked about that because because I enjoyed that post a lot. Yeah, me too. Okay, final question. Uh, I'm guessing this one's at me. It's from our buddy Stephen, who is now a veteran of NMA Radio. Uh, and his question is, uh, shoot, I'm trying to pull it up, I, I lost it. Um, uh, hold on. Pros and cons of celebrating Christmas in a foreign country. There we go. Okay, good. So I did this two years ago. I did not do this last year. Uh, we were waiting for Thanksgiving for that one, but but 
I didn't do it again because I it was really fun. It was, you know, great experience. Go especially with kids, take them to see a different way of doing Christmas. Um, you know, I guess sort of demonstrates that Christmas still happens, and then there's lots of good feelings and all this good stuff happens without the normal stuff like putting up a big Christmas tree and doing all your things. Um, and with fewer presents than usual, just because we were in another country, we didn't, we couldn't, couldn't in any way bring back that much stuff or anything. So it was just different. Um, you know, they got to see how Spanish people do Christmas, which was really cool. Got to do Christmas markets. Uh, found out there's this gag day, uh, Dia de los Inocentes, that is on the 28th. And it's like kind of mixed in with the Christmas markets is all this, you know, whoopee cushions and fart spray and all that stuff. Uh, so that was kind of cool. So, th- I mean, the pros is you get to do something really different. Um, I, I don't think I'd do it again, though. It was a great do-one-time thing. Uh, but I really just, I don't know. I like the Christmas traditions. I like I like Christmas at home. And it's to me, it's one holiday that doesn't really travel that well. Like, I feel like with the others, I don't know. I, I don't, you, you could do New Year's anywhere um, because it's just, you're just celebrating the New Year. Um, somehow with Christmas, it just has all these things that go with it and parties and get-togethers and family stuff. And it just it's just a little different. So I would totally recommend it one time. Uh, but it's not something that I'm going to, you know, try to always be in a, a new country every Christmas or something like that. I'm sure there are people who, who are running from something who do that, though. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think it'd be fun. We always talk about it, and then we always kind of bail <laughs> on the idea <laughs> as soon as we take other family member into account. But, like, you know, I think we should just do it. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Mix it up. Well, there's a movie called uh, Skipping Christmas, Doug, that has become a classic (laughs) and one that I've watched several dozen times, I believe, Uh, even Mm -hmm. though I didn't like it the first time I saw it. Uh, But I've I've come to like it. It's grown on me. And they they try to basically do Christmas in another country. They want to do it on a cruise. And, uh, you know, all kinds of hijinks ensue, and you see that it ends up being a bad idea. So they end up, <laughs> well, spoiler, spoiler, they end up doing Christmas yeah, back geez, in their thanks, house. thanks, Matt. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I have to edit that part out. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm spoiling a 20-year-old Christmas movie. <laughs> um, you know, this the only Christmas movie I watched this year is uh, a new one on Netflix called, like... Oh, uh, hold on, Doug. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's not called Skipping Christmas. That was the John Grisham book. The, it's called Christmas with the Cranks. That's the mm. Tim Allen and, uh, mm-hmm. and Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, adaptation. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah, so the only Christmas movie I watched this year is one that I think I think I'm sure you'll watch it at some point. It's a new one on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called like Christmas Safari or something like that. Uh, and it's about a woman who spends Christmas in Kenya um, on a safari. I think that might be a spoiler actually because I don't think she was supposed to. Uh, <laughs> but it, you know, it was good. It was fun. It, it fulfilled the uh, Christmas what a Christmas movie is all about. You know? Yeah, I know. And they seem to be making more and more of them now. It's like it's like become a joke, maybe. I don't know. They, they, in sort of an ironic fashion, people not make these Christmas movies. Maybe it's always <laughs> been that way, and I just never got it. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It seems that everybody's doing it, and I'm I'm in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. I think uh, I think that wraps it up. Wraps the episode up. We've uh, if if it sounds if it sounds weird. Thanks for bearing with us. We've had to a lot of technical issues. We've had to kind of cut in and out several times. Yes. Uh, so if there's any kind of weirdness, then that's that's what's up. Yes. But anyway, uh, thank you for listening. As always, hope, I don't know, if, you, if you've joined us for several holiday episodes before or if this was your first, mm-hmm. then thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to another year. We're coming up on 300 episodes, right? Coming up on 300, the big 300. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we close out with a Christmas carol? 
that we sing together? Uh, I don't, I don't know any Christmas carols that you know, Doug. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what to do. We can sing that <laughs> salute your short song that somebody wrote. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was thinking maybe we could just hum along to Jingle Bells or something. But no, you know. I don't think we should do that. Don't. <laughs> okay, idea. well, well, we actually might be back next week, uh, or we should be back next week um, with something, either a new episode or a replay. But, um, but regardless, if you if you don't hear from us before holidays, happy happy holidays. Of course, enjoy the holidays. Fun time yes. of year. All, All right. right, bye. Okay, talk to you later.